we represent almost 9,000 people now. Uh, it's a massive endeavor, right? The, uh, and, and really the, the people I bring in, I bring in people I enjoy being with, you know, I enjoy working with. Like I love working with Brian Panish. Uh, I, I love uh, John Morgan out of Florida. Uh, and he's got the, the, John Morgan had the technological capabilities. You know, he's got a massive organization, a massive operation and the IT department to go with it. And so he gave us the organizational abilities into, into handling that many clients. Uh, the, uh, you know, and you're not gonna find a better trial lawyer than Brian. And we find when we try cases together that there's a, there's a gestalt that develops. Uh, it's kind of interesting how that is because normally when, I, when he's not there, I'm the hatchet you know, and, and I'll have somebody else soften the approach. Bobby Kennedy is the, the premier guy for pollution. I mean, to stop pollution. And he's an environmental lawyer that really started mm -hmm. environmental lawyers. You know, he's okay. he single-handedly cleaned up more of America's water than, than any lawyer alive. Uh, and uh, so this was kind of a natural for him. We had, we had already developed a lot of experience in oil pollution, oil well pollution, because of, you know, what the oil companies did to the water tape, the aquifers in Kern County and San Joaquin Valley, which is America's breadbasket. There used to be 26 pristine aquifers. There's now six. I mean, they, they polluted 22 of them. I mean, wow. It, it's, and, you know, most of the regulatory agencies are captive agencies. You know, they do what the industry tells them to do. And we, saw, we certainly saw that in Porter Ranch. I mean, we have, we have children who have died because of what the Southern California Gas Company did. And, you know, the more we learn and discovery, the more appalling it becomes. Yeah. An example is, so you have the the largest blowout in the history of the world uh, that occurs in this gas well blowout. It, never before have we, has the world seen something like this. And, and it's because in nature, su such a situation doesn't exist. You know, they, they have these incredibly huge compressors, turbine compressors that bring the gas in, pump it into the, the formation that used to be an oil formation, not a gas well formation. And they pump it in at an incredibly high pressure. And so when it blew, of course, there'd never been a oil, gas and oil well blowout like that because in nature, such pressures don't exist. You know? uh, and, and on top of that, for 30 years, they had been using this as a toxic waste dump also. And what I mean by that is, so you bring all this gas in from all over the country, put it in at high pressure, well, it comes in dirty, meaning benzene, toluene, to uh, xylene, all these chemicals that kill you. And when they, when they ship it out to, to sell it to customers, they scrub it, they clean it, they, they run it through this whole huge facility to do that. So I asked them in discovery, I said, so what do you do with that stuff that comes out of the gas, you know, when you clean it? Oh, we put it back in the hole. <laughs> well, think about that for a second. 
30 years. Oh. But we also discovered is, you know, they, they, 10 years before the blowout, they went to the PUC and, and said, we need money to fix these wells. There's hundreds of these wells that are leaking. And it's just a matter of time before one's going to blow. And they didn't get what they wanted. So what they did then is they started destroying documents. They had a new retention policy, you know, document retention policy. And when this blowout happens, to this day, they they, they, they're saying to the, T, to the PUC, it's, we cannot tell you what chemicals are, came out of that well. Well, they destroyed all the documents that would say what was in there before 2015. You know, we have a criminal restitution hearing coming up. You know, they, they put all these testing things, you know, in the community eight days after the blowout started. Well, the amount of gas coming out of that hole after eight days was significantly less to begin with. And they tested, they were very careful for what they tested for. You know, they didn't want to test for too many things, which is ludicrous to begin with because understand how testing works. You, you take an air sample graph and then the gas chromatograph tells you what's in it. And you just tell the lab what you want to know, but it tests for everything. It, it, it doesn't, you see what I mean? So they were very careful what they asked the lab for. And they were very careful where they put these uh, canisters to test the air. It, everything was designed to minimize the, the impact on the community. Well, finally, you know, LA Unified School District, one of the schools called the gas company and they said, so how do, will, you, will you give us something to test the air? Will you come test the schools? And they said, your nose is the best. Right, school district, they did their own testing. The next day they closed the schools, the very next day. And in fact, the, just the benzene alone was 100 to 200 times the amount that is known by the federal government to cause cancer, especially leukemia. We represent uh, some of those people with leukemia now, whose children have leukemia. Uh, you know, these people should be in jail for homicide. And instead they pled to a misdemeanor. Because they knew it. That Oh, I was, I was gonna say, so the day, the day the blowout happened, you know, that it's, it's actually, we think it'd been going on for weeks, but the day it got really bad, one, one of the people called the gas company and said, even my cats are throwing up. You know, my girlfriend and I, we're, we're sick, we're throwing up, what, it smells terrible, what's happening? And they said, natural gas is not, they had, they had the script already prepared. You know, he was the first person to call, to our knowledge, complaining, and they already had the script. Gas, that is just the odorant that's in the gas, and sometimes it'll cause people to have symptoms. Bullshit. What was causing them to be sick was hydrogen sulfide because their own testing, they couldn't find any odorant in that gas. Their own testing. They did thousands and thousands of tests. Not one test shows the odorant in it. But yet they told people that it was the smell that was just causing a psych, you know, essentially a psychological reaction. And then and people died. I mean, some of these people were old with, with congestive heart failure, you know, uh, conditions with all kinds of problems. And there isn't any doubt they died. This was a this was a homicide because they knew it was going to happen. They told the government it was going to happen. And when it did happen. 
they lied to people about what was happening. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it ultimately resolves, but that company should be bankrupt and the executives should be in prison. And they ought to thank God I'm not king because that's exactly where they would be. District Attorney's Office in Southern California gas deliberately, willfully, and, no, and, and openly attempted to create a plea arrangement where they did not have to pay the, the uh, residents, the actual victims of this restitution. And so they cut out the charges and just went with the failure to report. And, and there was an assumption that they actually reported it three days later. They never reported what they were supposed to report. They were supposed to report the release of whatever hazardous substances they were pouring into the environment. Instead, they reported a gas leak that was non-toxic. How is that reporting anything? But the appellate court grabbed onto that for some reason, thinking that there was an actual compliance three days later. There was not. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the bulk of the, I mean, far more gas came out the first three days than came out the rest of the blowout because they didn't, they didn't turn the compressors off. <laughs> you know? I mean, think about that. It took them a while to figure out, let's turn the compressor off. Uh, so the pressures were much higher during the initial part of the blowout. And, and now what, you know, what, what, what they're left with is they phonied up the testing so they're saying there was no toxic material in the gas except for one or two days, right? But they never started any testing until eight days later. And when we went in and when the health department tested the homes, there were clearly all these carcinogens that could only have gotten there from the blowout. Must happen in the first three days, don't you think? I mean, you know, they're kind of ho hoisted on their own petard in, in that regard. Uh, and they should be. I mean, the law said, and, and it all happened after that Bufal in, in, uh, in India, remember when thousands of people died with the Union Carbide plant? Mm -hmm. So the U.S. government mandated all the states to have these laws that require instant reporting so that the, the people in the area are instantly notified as without any delay whatsoever. That, that's the reason for the law. That's what the law they violated and continue to violate. I mean, they continue to say it, it, it's uh, natural gas, non-toxic. And, and, and I, you know, I had the joy of taking some of their experts' depositions. And so I asked them, I go, well, well was this a well blowout or was it a natural gas leak? Well, clearly it was a well blowout, you know, which is an uncontrolled release of an oil and gas well. And what they were reporting was like a pipeline leak downstream from the cleaning process. And they, they still try to say that. Uh, although, you know, it takes three questions for that to fall apart on every witness that they use. You know, one of the things they did is, I mean, for, for lawyers that are going to get involved with the, uh, with the oil industry and the natural gas industry, you have to be prepared that there are no rules these people will follow. They are absolutely unscrupulous. You know, I mean, look no further than Exxon, whose own reports 50 years ago said climate change is caused by what we're doing. 
let's keep it a secret, and let's get ready to drill when the ice melts on the North Pole. I mean, that, that's the essence of what all of their movies show. Uh, they, were, they were willing to destroy the planet for profits. So when you, when you start with that assumption, then you see it's not surprising what they did in this case. They hire this woman who's an osteopath. They tell everybody, including the regulatory agencies, that she's board certified in environmental medicine. She was not. Uh, and she then meets with the, the victims and the residents of the, of the Porter Ranch area and portrays herself as a doctor who's there to help them, gathers information, all the time working with the defense lawyers. These people are represented by lawyers. You know? Now, the kicker. I mean, wait for it. You're waiting for it. She's a lawyer. She hasn't practiced medicine for 20 years. And she freely admitted that she was reporting to the defense lawyers what she learned in these meetings. I've never seen anything this, this scandalous. Now, I, uh, I'm doing the reply now to our motion to strike their defenses uh, to the medical claims. I don't know what the judge is going to do with it. It's a, that's a very difficult decision for her to make. But I don't know of a lawyer out there who's ever heard of conduct this disreputable. But it's the oil industry. You know, I, we assume all of our phones are tapped. We, we assume they look at everything I look at on the computer. Uh, you know, there's nothing they won't do. Well, interestingly enough, I would like to say we got it because we we got 30 years reputations of getting great results for our clients, which is true. We, that is absolutely true. But it really was a marketing campaign. You know, you got to get in there early. You got to do town hall meetings. You got to, you know, there's competition for it. And, you know, and then you got to be prepared to, to invest $20 million. You're, I mean, I don't know how many millions we've invested, but it's, it's enormous. Or you bring people in that can help you with that. And that's another reason, you know, uh, the, the four of us came together. There's, you know, Bobby Kennedy, John Morgan, Brian Panish, myself, is you're also spreading the risk. But, you know, the, the problem that we also have with Porter Ranch, which is very uncommon, you know, is... Say we go to trial, and if Brian and I try the first few cases, I don't have any doubt what's going to happen. You know, they were, they were, I mean, just the fear of cancer, that's a, that's a, that's a claim in California. These people have real fears of cancer. What is that worth for a lifetime? Southern California gas lets this go to verdict. There won't be a Southern California gas when it's over. They don't have enough money. And they're an $8 billion company. We're losing half the gas they put into it every year. Half of it. Half. That's mind-boggling. You know what that's done to our environment? Anyway, do you know what they're going to say now? Uh, well, since the ice caps are melting, there's that much CO2 going in the atmosphere at an alarming rate. So therefore, comparing us to the climate crisis, we're, we're minor. They did say that. You know, they'll do the thing, well, look how much happens in a volcano. 
you know, the point of the matter is, is our children, our grandchildren do not have a future if we don't do something quickly. And, and the reason I say something, because nobody knows what that is. Yeah. But until we have the, the will to fix it, we're not going to find out either. 